Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 156 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Fine. Yeah. That's the yeah. quickest uh, show start I think we've ever had. Is it? Oh, you mean like our pre? Uh, yeah, that's good. Pre-recording yeah. chat that we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was we're actually stunned here. for a second. I was like, "Wait, we're wait, Tom just started." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where we're, we're the funny thing was, and I'll I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. Last week when we recorded, we had said last week that it, last week was our last episode, and that was because we forgot that Let, we had to do this episode. <laughs> you see how we get a lot of wheeze? I don't know if that was we. Tom said it was our last episode. Well, let's just, I, let's, no, I we was discussed it before then. So <laughs> we did, we did. We were all calendar yeah. stricken. We were yeah, all messed I, up I was on calendar. Board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, if I was wrong, you both should have corrected me. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, but so this is our last episode for the year, our last regular. But it's not really because there's no. a wait list. Yeah. Isn't there that- will be a wait yeah. list. So we'll, we'll have a wait list, uh, after Christmas, right? So, and then we'll, you won't hear from us again until the 10th of January. That's when we're coming back. Yeah, we're going to take a little break. Yeah, we're going to give ourselves a week off because, you know, I think I think we've done pretty good. You know, we haven't really we actually haven't missed an episode this year, have we? I don't know. We've I always had for yourself, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as a whole, we haven't missed an episode. That's true. But that, yeah, absolutely. I was um, I was a little iffy for today because I've been asked to play pickleball, which I've been vehemently against as a as a sport. But Wait, you just don't think it counts as a sport? Is that? Yeah, just, I mean, like, go play tennis instead, but someone <laughs> wanted me to play. Someone that's very nice, and I, I saw them at a swim meet, we haven't seen them in a while. He asked if I wanted to play, and I was like, I mean, not really, but I will. But then it rained today, so. I'm actually kind of surprised you haven't played it before, because it's, I mean, that's a kind of a thing in Hilton Head, right? I mean, there's pickleball courts pickleball. everywhere in Hilton Head. Yeah. Yeah, there's also tennis courts, which is well, that's an true. actual yeah. sport. An actual sport. <laughs> <laughs> All the pickleball players that listen to us are going to get mad now. <laughs> But yeah, I, I've never played that before. I just know of it, uh, mostly because of uh, my parents. Who you know, it's a big thing in the retirement communities. Pickleball is so. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're older, I get it, right? But I still see a lot of pretty old people playing tennis. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. But yeah, so so this is uh this is this is exciting. It's our last one of the year. Uh, that's a live show, not live, I guess, but it's a a regular show, I guess we should say, right? So yeah, sure, yeah, a regular show. So we've got some listener questions we can answer here. Did you? So are you guys done with your holiday shopping? I should ask. I, I I'm, oh because yeah. I'm done. Long time. Um, yeah, so I'm done. I've been done for a while, but I'm still waiting on two things. But I just don't think they're going to get here. It's hard to know right now, right? Well, they're coming to be <laughs> at the post office, which is a disaster. Yeah, always is. And then and then I had such a, you know, I told you guys about it, but I had such a, you know, issue with one of the carriers and. You know, they were driving past the house. They told me I stopped them. I flagged them down because I was waiting for a package. They told me they didn't have it. A little discussion involved there. And, you know, they delivered it to my neighbor's house. So they ran down the street to go get it. But it was, yeah, that's what we deal with here. Like sending me stuff is just terrible. So one of the things got lost. um, So they were going to resend it, but I don't think it will make it. And then the other one 
I just don't know. But actually, not bad in general. Normally, I get everything, but, you know, minus two things, not so bad. And they're not, like, big things. So, I guess it's a win, kind of. Yeah, I actually, I had a similar situation where I ordered some shirts, and they were shipped via DHL, which, why did you even ship anything by DHL? But they, and the tracking information had it en route to the, to their distribution facility for, like, a week and a half. Like, so I contacted the company, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's probably lost. So, they just sent me a new one. And then I got both of them, like, the same mm. day. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with this other one now? I should I send it back? I guess I don't know, but it's yeah, it's it's crazy right now. Well, the company that that sent mine as lost sent me a return label, so they said, hey, if they happen to show up too, then just send it back. And I said, absolutely, no problem at all. Yeah, I don't mind sending it back. I don't want no. label, you know. No, and actually, one of the that mix book that was coming, which is that thing for my son, that was running a little late. So instead of being two day. UPS, they actually overnighted it, you know, which I thought was rather nice for a company. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice to do that. Yeah. So I've got everything. We did a wrapping party last night. Sorry, Trevor. Go ahead. I was going to say, I realized, so so I think me and my brother might have a thing going on when it comes to gifts. So so last year, we had ordered something and it took, um, we actually didn't get it for my niece until January. So... So we ordered it and kind of like, yeah, what's, what you guys are talking about it just took forever. And then we finally got it this year. It's actually happening the other way where, where my brother has ordered something for my son and he's like, I don't know if it's going to be here by Christmas. So like, he's still waiting for it. And <laughs> I, I, I'm expecting the same thing is that, you know, he'll show up on my doorstep, you know, sometime in January and be like, you know, here's, here's his Christmas gift. <laughs> so th- there's always something, I guess it, like we, we got off okay in our house this year, but there's always something. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think I'm waiting. Last year, a couple things came down to the wire, right? You know, like I think I got two different gifts like the day before Christmas. But this year we did everything super early. Like there was one gift for me and this is super early for me. I think we ordered in September. I never start shopping that early, but there's a particular gift that we couldn't get last year because they were sold out everywhere. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy it super early and that way make sure that I get it no matter what. But um, yeah, it's, I'm just glad we I have everything at this point. So, so, all right, let's get into questions unless we want to talk about Christmas. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, yeah, we we can we can circle back on this later if we remember anything. But uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think we should get into this. This first question, it's actually um, it was an email from uh, a couple of listeners. It's quite long. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's either Joe or Aisha. We're not sure which one. Uh, <laughs> it's from Joe and Joe and Aisha. I guess yeah. is the, the email address. So we're assuming both of them maybe wrote the, wrote it together. We don't know. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read this one or you want me to? Uh, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, greetings, Trevor, Tom, and Damon. Found your podcast about a year ago. Really enjoy it. Especially once you went weekly, it became top of the rotation listening. So that's good to hear each and every week. Uh, wanted to pose a quick question on top of thanking you for the interesting content and conversation you provide us, DVC and non-DVC members. This might be most answerable, answerable by Tom, who more recently stayed at Wilderness Lodge. What's the best way to get to Epcot from the lodge? Is it basically bus option or is it not too out of the way to take the boat to Magic Kingdom, hop on the monorail system, transfer to Epcot monorail and the T- at the TTC? It, it's okay. So I think you should just take a bus. <laughs> yeah. As much as I like taking the boat, it's kind of a, a 
it, it, it would you take the boat and then you have to get on the a monorail and then hop onto another monorail. If you have the time to do it and want to just kind of take it easy, then then by all means do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. that's a lot. The way to think of it is to to get from Wilderness Lodge to Epcot if you're going to go via Magic Kingdom, it's three transfers because you take yeah. the boat from uh, uh, or Wilderness Lodge to Magic Kingdom. Then you either have to take the ferry or the the resort loop monorail back to TTC, and then well, you, you take the express the mon- monorail to TTC, or, yeah. right? So yeah, but but even but but either way yeah one one of those options but it's always like it's not that they're going to be instantly there waiting for you so you're actually going to end up always waiting at some point for a transfer so yeah um yeah it, it's easier to take the bus <laughs> yeah and and so and so they they said that they're going to be there in 4 days uh and and they're very excited about this now they emailed us this like 2 3 days ago so they probably could have used this answer before <laughs> but they're, um, they're probably not going to hear the podcast. this until they're there yeah you know it's okay i'll email them back tonight but um so but they also wanted to say i really appreciate and enjoy trevor's perspe- perspective as a fellow canadian where our, cir- where our circumstances align more often than not tom is the glue in the spark thank you and then they wrote one little spark mm-hmm. in parentheses i like that they got the podcast going and my daughter and i really share a love for kipo centaur world i don't think i heard that one uh owl house and amphibia so listening to damon's love for excellent animation is also fun to hear from time to time so keep up the excellent work, gentlemen. Hope you enjoy your holidays with your families. This is my favorite sign off of an email ever. Peace and be wild. I love it. <laughs> I <laughs> just great. I love that sign off of an email, right? I like I want to change my email signature to peace and be wild. <laughs> so well, we hope whichever one of you guys wrote that, well, we hope both of you have a great time at, at Disney and I'll I'll email you back and hopefully get you a good answer on this. But uh, you know, listen, like I said, if you have the time, if you have a ton of time, take the boat, take the monorails. That's a little bit of more of a magical way to go, I think. But, you know, if you want a direct route, just grab the bus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So you want to do Chris's? Okay. Yeah. So uh, Chris says, uh, do any of you think the events of the past few years have altered how you will travel going forward, i.e. not wanting to be in large crowds, swearing off of buffets, and so on? Um, I feel like this is a good Damon question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, like I, I yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to change things. I, I mean, it's not going it, to it's not going to go back to the way that it was ever. Like I I mean, honestly, even before all of this, I was very um I was very against being in crowds to begin I with. Agree. So 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 I guess that hasn't changed. Um I'm a little more leery about you know, buffets and and you know, just thinking about like going to a restaurant and, you know, looking at, you know, did the, you know, do I wipe down the table myself? Like, I guess, you know, honestly, I I was doing a lot of these things even before the pandemic. Like, like I was bringing, yeah, I I was bringing wipes. I was doing a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think now it's just um, the biggest thing that'll change is, you know, more of like I'll I'll probably look at it more that instead of just wading into a crowd, I may hold off and be like, nah, you know what? I don't need to go over there or I'm going to find another way to go around and be okay with just, you know, taking the long way for that sense. It's, in that yeah, sense. Yeah. It's the tolerance level of what a large crowd means versus yeah. what it used to mean for me before. Um, So for me, it's like, well, yes, I didn't love crowds before either, but, 
what's nice now is, is that I just, a large crowd is smaller than what a large crowd used to be for me. And mm-hmm. buffet is like, man, it's so weird because everything was changing in how we were doing Disney anyway. And I think sometimes what happens is, is that instead of this slow morph to what new Disney would have been like for our family, it kind of just accelerated that. So like what Trevor's saying is like, you know, oh, I can just wait. I don't need to deal with that crowd. I think we were getting there because of the kids' ages and just everything in general that like, hey, I don't want to rush around anymore. Hey, I don't want to push through people to deal with anything. So I think that I don't necessarily know if it was the pandemic and the events of the past few years have altered exactly how I was going to travel. Cause I think that was going to be different anyway for me. The only thing that really has happened for us is, you know, some of the places we would have liked to have gone, I kind of just been like, ah, no, right? Like, so I think in that regard, it has changed it. But again, we were going to get there at least in terms of, you know, the crowds. But yeah, I mean, I would like to go back to Dollywood. I just kind of like, nah, do I really want to go to an amusement park now? But I don't think that's going to change going forward. I think that's a right here and now thing, not necessarily, you know, a forever thing. And buffets, like, you know, you get to that point where like, after you had these character, you know, interactions, you're kind of like, why do I want to waste my money at a buffet? Like, I want good food. And I don't need that much of it. So yeah, I I guess for me, I'm not like, this has changed forever. You know what I mean? Like, I I get like you were saying, Damon, it's like, it's like a right now kind of thing. For me, it's temporary, right? Like, I, I do feel like that I will be okay with Going back, it you know I, I don't like large crowds either, but it's not because of the germ thing. It's more because of I just don't like a million people around me. You know, um, that's that's just not something I want to do all the time. So, uh, but you know, like buffets, I'm always a fan of a buffet. So I'm not going to swear off buffets. I, I I like a good buffet, a good buffet. You know, that's that's important, uh, especially a breakfast buffet. I'm all about breakfast buffets. But anyway, I, this is a, a temporary thing as far as I'm concerned, and and for me, it's I'm not going to swear that stuff off forever. So. All right. Yeah. So enough of that and, question, right? And you know, honestly, we could answer this question again um in a year and I'm sure it'd be very different, right? <laughs> like Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I will uh, say breakfast buffets could could be the exception to that rule though, Tom. I, I might get on board with it. Yeah, you're on board with a good breakfast buffet? <laughs> Just a breakfast buffet at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love a good breakfast buffet, man. Like an omelet station. Mm, yeah, give me an omelet station. I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so so if they just offered an omelet, like not even a buffet, but just like, hey, there's an omelet station. Just like no. something. No, that's not enough. <laughs> No, no, no. That's it. Just has oh, to have that. Like that has to it. be there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, it, so it's a component. It's not the whole yeah, yeah. deal. All right. Yeah, I no. could avoid like for a breakfast buffet. Honestly, I could avoid all the sweet stuff though, and I'd still be okay. Like that's not necessarily something I need in my breakfast buffet. But I need hash browns of some sort. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'll take omelets, but really, it's eggs Benedict is, is what you really need. But omelets, I, I guess, if you got to go a second, um, Canadian bacon, which is regular bacon for Trevor, Just bacon, yeah, and then bacon, <laughs> <laughs> and then regular bacon, American bacon, bacon um, is fine. But there's got to be some sort of potatoes involved, without yeah, a doubt. I agree. I agree. 
I, I'm I'm even okay with because some of the restaurants will do like tots. I'm I'm okay with some tots. <laughs> tots are actually like a, a win. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I like a good tot. With I feel food. like though, if there's tots there, like the rest of the breakfast buffet could be lacking because I mean, while I love them, they are a, <laughs> a, a, a step down. They are. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, ver- versus yeah, some good seasoned hash browns. Yeah, that I'll yeah, I'll never take the tots. <laughs> I like a good croissant with breakfast too. I, I'll always go for it. Not, no, it doesn't see, have to, I, I you don't know, waste I, it. That's I can't do it. See, I don't want. I, that. I don't. Yeah, croissants don't do anything for me. No donuts. No cereal. No, none of that. Man. Oh, I'm no not pastries. doing cereal at a breakfast. Oh, buffet. like yeah, that's I, just no. I, but no pastries I, I either, though. Cereal. Yeah, I just yeah. eat as many eggs as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I, there's no way I'm eating cereal at a breakfast buffet. No, like, where just, yeah. we're making omelets here for like the, the the boys, and it's like you know six egg omelets. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, they're rather large omelets, but I, I could get on board with that. We we've been what we've been doing is is that for us at least, you know that um, everything bagel seasoning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make omelets with that. Oh, wow. There you go. That's kind of great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to buy that. My my wife's a big Everything it's, Bagel fan, so. It's good, but I'll tell you, like, you can find it cheaper than you think you can find it because it's pretty expensive otherwise, and really, it's it's not anything special. So, we've we've gone to a generic a generic Amazon brand, and it's, it's just as good, but that's what I had this morning. I had... Uh, over easy with some of that sprinkled on on some toast. It was good. It was good. It's it's so so even you're out on like a cinnamon bun. That's, yeah. You know, well, I mean, I do a cinnamon bun, but not as a breakfast buffet. Like that's, that's yeah, fair. That's yeah. A, like desserts to breakfast buffet to me though. That's like a, on the like your last thing you eat, right? Yeah, and it, but I'm it, probably it, too full off of eggs, man. Yeah. It's got to be something that like. When I'm looking for that kind of stuff, it's got to be something that I wouldn't normally find at home. Like like cinnamon buns, you can find pretty much anywhere. Donuts it, like, too. Donuts yeah. There, yeah, yeah. It, I don't even know. Like I, I tend to gravitate towards like bread pudding and stuff like that, mm. just because it's yeah, something I, mean, I, I don't do normally that too. See. But yeah, I feel like on a breakfast buffet, the problem is eating a heavy dessert just like can wreck the rest of the day. True. I'm not trying to eat my dessert with breakfast. I'm trying to eat my dessert with lunch. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that, that's why with the bread pudding, you know, you just get a small bowl. So you just, you know, you have a little bit instead of, yeah, like you said, trying to. <laughs> but then trying if you're to only having a little bit, then you're you're ruining your cost ratio at a buffet. No, but that's like after you've the cost the ratio eggs and everything else, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it sounds like your kids would get a good value out of the breakfast buffet nowadays, uh, Damon, if they're having oh, six egg omelets. They <laughs> eat so much. They yeah. eat just so much. It's, they lose it's money so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mine's getting there, too. I I know what you're talking about, Damon. Mine I he's, mean, yeah, we he'll, do, he'll clean we up do pizzas now. <laughs> yeah, we do pizzas now. Yeah. Like, you might as well just get each one of them a pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah, don't totally. even, like, mess around. Like, it's like, oh, you guys are ordering pizza tonight? Yeah, four pizzas. They're like, oh, how many people you having over? Nobody. Like, that's just <laughs> four pizzas, man. Yeah, we, we, we figured that out when, uh, we, we started when my, uh, my son will have one of his friends over every once in a while. And we just order a separate pizza for the two of them now because it, yeah, I like they're, they're just hitting that age. And I know it's going to hit a point where I may end up ordering two pizzas where they each get their own because it, like, it's just, it's crazy how much teenagers eat. 
They're they're yeah yeah that's that is crazy. It's kind of funny. I mentioned cinnamon buns. I was talking to my wife last night. I'll tell a really quick story. I was talking to my wife last night. We were watching something on TV, and there was uh, they were eating cinnamon buns, and I was saying to my wife how much I like cinnamon buns. I'm like, oh man, I haven't had a good cinnamon bun in a while. Fast forward to this morning, my daughter and I went to go get bagels at Panera, and I opened the bag because I always check to make sure they have everything in there. And lo and behold, there's a cinnamon bun in my bag that I did not order. And I'm like, how in the world? What an odd coincidence. How serendipitous. <laughs> Seriously. It was like literally just talking last night about how much I love cinnamon buns. And there's one just sitting in my bag that they just gave to me for some reason. So my, my wife recently made them from scratch, right? You know, the Ooh. whole proofing them and all that That's craziness. Tough. Those are a pain to make. Yeah. She, she ended up doing it and they were really good. The only thing is I'm not a huge fan of any cream cheese like my cheese never needs to be sugary ever and cream cheese icing not my jam i get it but she kept it light because she knows you know and it wasn't bad i would rather just like a sugary drizzle over the top but um she made them they were really really good oh my goodness yeah they were really good (laughs) yeah that's that sounds i've always wanted to make them but they seem like such a pain (laughs) oh they were definitely a pain like i had to do the dishes after and it was like i was doing dishes for a day i felt like (laughs) (laughs) all right right. uh should we get back on track (laughs) crazy tangent as usual uh so dan said uh bob chapek recently said he doesn't like his reputation as a bean counter but what else has he done since taking charge besides cut perks around the parks and resorts maybe there's a deep financial problem that he's kept the company out with these cuts but i think he'd be receiving some praise on that front I mean, listen, I, I think his I think his thing is more in the context of he f- is mad that he's seen as a business guy as opposed to a creative guy, which, you know, he used to run the I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but he was the guy that invented the Disney vault, you know, the for the for the, uh, you know, for the, the VHSs back in the day mm-hmm. where they would have them out for so long and then they put them away in the vault, you know, to create this kind of fake scarcity. But I mean, it kind of worked. <laughs> so but I mean. I get it. He doesn't necessarily scream creative like, you know, Iger kind of did. And, you know, he does, has been cutting things and such. But I also do think, and I've said this before, I do think he's getting a little bit of a bad rap only because, you know, a lot of the stuff, a lot of these changes that were happening, like the genie stuff, that was announced years ago. Like that was announced several years ago now. So, I mean, that was happening under Iger anyway. Yeah. You know, not, and, and we don't know if the paid fast pass was, but. You know, he's taking the heat for for the paid fast pass piece and all that. But he's also, like, taking this... He took over this company at literally an unprecedented time. Like, where every single one of their businesses were shut down. Like, so... For me, it's, I feel like he needs some more time. And I, I, and there is a, you said a deep financial problem. I mean, they have been losing a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, they've completely recovered from this yet. I, they're starting to, but if you look back at like, uh, in 2001, when, when travel, you know, understandably took a big, a, a big hit, there was way less travel. Disney cut a lot of things then too. Now it's a little bit different, right? Like there, this is, this is some perks and stuff that are getting cut, but you know, despite the fact that Disney's this gigantic conglomerate with all these different arms, I don't think that there was any one company that was more impacted by the pandemic than they were. Literally every line of revenue they had was shut down without, with the exception of Disney plus. Uh, So, I mean, I think he just kind of took over at an incredibly difficult time. And he also doesn't have the charm and the, 
you know, he doesn't have the charm that Iger had. Yeah, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that charisma and that charm that Iger has. And uh, and I think that's part of it too. You know, he just kind of looks like business guy. Yeah, <laughs> Lord Business. Yeah, exactly. He does. He looks like <laughs> Lord Business. Oh, on a side yeah. note, I was um, I, I've seen in some of the Marvel movies that uh, Marvel Marvel movies. Wow, that uh, there's there's a I think his name is Brian Chapek, right? As a producer, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder if that's Bob's kid, right? I've always wondered this, and I, I tried to Google it, and I couldn't find an answer. And then I watched uh, on Disney Plus one of the behind the scenes Marvel things where they like show you the making of Black Widow or whatever, and they interview this guy, and the second they show his face, I'm like, oh yeah, that's his son. Like he looks exactly <laughs> like him, but with hair. Like he's just right. Just, like, I don't even need to look it up anymore. Like, oh, yeah, that's his kid. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I do think it's a little unfair. I understand because it's been a lot of changes all at once, right? And and also, it's it's just been a tough couple of years for all of us, right? And and to have all these changes happen all at once, it, it does feel, uh, it feels bad. And a lot of people are upset about it. And I get it. Like, I don't blame anybody. But I do think that uh, he was put in an impossible position just impossible yeah it and you're you're exactly right that timing is everything the 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 announcement of him taking over was at the worst time and and to your point about you know comparing this versus 2001 i mean 2001 there was less travel but um there was never a point where things were completely shut down for months at a time right like like this honestly this is a very different scenario that you know nobody could have predicted how how this would be handled and and unfortunately yeah the 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 truth is is that um yeah he he got stuck at the worst time and no matter what he does at this point he he's forced to do things to recoup costs which is just it's going to make people unhappy because that that never translates to giving something back it always translates to taking something away and if you, I, I mean, you know, give it a couple more years, and I think he, it might, you might start to th- see things turn around. But even, um, I, I see some of the arguments sometimes about, you know, things like with, uh, you know, with the Star Wars hotel and, and yeah. things that are coming out right now. Um, people don't seem to understand that a lot of these things were in flight for like five plus years before. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like he just suddenly decided that Genie Plus is a thing in the last year because of the pandemic. Exactly. It was it was a long, ongoing thing. The, the only difference is, is that a lot of things ha- have happened quicker because of the fact that they were closed down. And that actually gave them a window to say, okay, well, since we're closed or, you know, as we're opening back up, we're not just going to go back to what we were doing. We're going to, you know, use this opportunity to make a change because there, you know, it's... It, it, you you wouldn't be able to to pivot that quickly in normal circumstances. So yeah. they did see the opportunity there, and and he, and, you know, I'm sure he had these conversations, and I'm I'm sure on some level he knew that that people were going to hate him for it. <laughs> but of course, yeah. um, you know what can you do, right? It's like I said, I I honestly don't think he's been in the position long enough to say that you know he's better or worse than Iger in that set or not. Iger, yeah. Better or worse yeah, than yeah, Iger, Iger in that sense. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Like, you know, one, he, he needs some time to actually run things, which yeah, not be in crisis mode. Yeah. You right? know, like, yeah. like, 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 yeah, it's, that's exactly been it is that it's been nothing but managing, um, you know, 
um, coming back from from the shock of of the last year and a half. So I think the the true tell of you know where he actually sits on the spectrum, I guess, of people saying of you know he's a business guy or a creative guy. Um, you're going to have to wait probably at least another couple of years before you see things come in that are really his changes because a lot of the stuff that's coming or that is happening right now, it's either a result of the pandemic or it's the tail end of Iger's stuff that you're seeing. And, you know, but people love putting, you know, whenever they don't like something, you know, it's easy to blame it on the guy who's currently in charge when, you know, like I said, you know, the and and we'll, we'll uh, or actually, that this will be a question coming up about the Star Wars Hotel. But you know, you know, some of the negative press around the Star Wars Hotel, I see people blaming it on Bob Chapek, and it's like he, you know, he he didn't start this. Like, like the, this wasn't uh, his his idea. <laughs> I mean, he kind of did because he was. I mean, he was the the chairman of the of Parks and Resorts, you know, before this, right? But, but he, but it was like that still would have all had to go through Iger. Like, it, it's, of course, yeah. it's not like, it's not like, like I said, it's not like he just invented this stuff in the last year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, you know, we'll talk about this, but I think the internet stuff is just silly, but, yeah. um, but I mean, I, I even just pulled up like this New York times article that about this and during Chapex Ch- Ch- time as the parks and resort chairman, he invested over $24 billion into theme parks, attractions, hotels, and cruise ships. So like, I do think it's interesting that, you know, that people kind of get him on like cut making cuts when, you know, they opened a ton of stuff while he was the parks and resorts chairman, you know, like there was a lot that came on online, like the, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and, you know, uh, Pandora, he, he saw, you know, was at the end of Pandora, but, uh, you know, and then Shanghai Disney and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that he was involved in. And, and like I said, $24 billion into the stuff that he was, that was what they invested in building new things in his division. So, I mean, it's, I get it. Like, cause some stuff is cut. Right. But like, if you watch like the Imagineering story, they talk like, that's always been the case where the business side and the creative side are always fighting. Right. And there's always the business side is always like cutting things and cutting big projects and changing things. And that's a thing that always happens. Right. And it is interesting that Iger skates a little bit more than Chapek does, but I think it's just because of what's been going on the past two years. And I, listen, I don't want to say that like, you know, he's not like everybody, you know, thinks he's a lot of people think he's not good at this, right? He's not doing a good job, but again, he's in crisis mode. And I, I think we need to give him more of a chance. That's, that's all yeah. I'm saying. What, but how, how would you handle this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, sorry, Literally every <laughs> business that makes you money is shut down for, uh, you know, an extended period of time, you know, like it's, it's hard, man. I like, I, I get, I feel almost bad for him in a weird way, but um, you know, I understand why people are, some people are mad too. Like I, I get it. Like, cause we lost magical express. We lost, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the little perks and benefits, but at the same time, a lot of stuff's coming back. I mean, a lot of the shows are coming back. A lot of the parades are coming back. Like every, mostly everything is going to be back by next year at some point. Uh, and, and we've talked about this before. It's not all just about money with that stuff too. It's about staffing. It's about, you know, it, it's about making, making it make sense to have the amount of people that you need to go see these things to, to make it make sense financially too. Um, cause you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, you know, and, and that's, and that's the thing. So I don't know. I get, I get it's the popular thing to hate on him right now. <laughs> you know, I know there was a there was a, a a petition out there that people were signing or whatever like that was going to go anywhere. But yeah, um, those those yeah. change.org's petitions are so impactful. 
Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's but again, I say twenty four billion dollars in theme parks, attraction, hotels, and cruise ships. Like, think about all the stuff that was built since twenty fifteen. That that when he was in charge, I mean. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. So you could say that he cut maintenance or cut perks or, you know, wherever else. And you can, and that's all true. But there was also a lot of stuff that was built and open during that time, too. So that's all mm-hmm. I got. <laughs> I always think it's interesting, though, too, because people like, you know, they, everybody wears like rose colored glasses, right? And it's, and you don't remember that Eisner, when he came in, he built a lot of stuff. Yeah. But he also skyrocketed the prices. Like the he spent a, spent a ton of money on stuff, but then he also you know made the prices go way up. And then he also uh, cut a bunch of stuff too. Like after you know once once they uh, started slowing down, once uh, Disneyland uh, Paris started doing poorly, they I mean they basically cut the budgets of everything. So I mean everybody looks back so fondly fondly on uh, Eisner, but you know, and because he built so much, and and yeah, he did. He built a lot, but he also slashed a lot and raised a lot of prices. So yep. I mean, it's you know, it's it's how these company how these uh, CEOs work. It's and and I think it's just because Iger was like kind of like like we said, we had he had more charisma. He was like you know. He just he did well on camera, and Chapek just looks like he just doesn't want to be on camera, and he looks oh. he looks like a Marvel villain. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't blame him either because like no. with with everything that's been going on, I wouldn't want to be standing in front of a group of people trying to no. <laughs> trying to be positive like that, right? It's, I know, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. He's he's in a he's in a bad position. He's in a, he's in a weird position, and I'm sure you know as he was coming into this new role, he didn't, uh, you know, he was probably, you know, very positive about it and then just, you know, watch the whole world shut down. Right. Like that, yeah. you know, yeah. that's got to do something to your, uh, your confidence, you know, no matter who you are. <laughs> just shows you how smart Iger is though, where he yeah. like saw, like he saw what was starting to happen in, in, in February, 2020. And he was like, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not dealing with this. You deal with this. Right. You know, he, he saw this coming. Uh, you know, I mean, he didn't, you know, things were starting to happen in February, 2020. And, uh, and, and that's, I, I don't know. Iger is, uh, yeah, I, I do miss him a lot, a little bit. Cause he's, you know, like I said, I've watched a lot of interviews with him. He's, he's very charismatic. He's very well-spoken. He's very, you could just tell he's very smart and he's got a lot of creativity and, and, and a lot of people just don't know a lot about Chapek other than, you know, he cut some stuff. Yeah. He, he's, you know, he's a guy in a suit. Yeah, he's a he looks like a business guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on from this. All right. Um, so Rachel's got a multi <laughs> multi got a lot of questions here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so what are your predictions for the coming year at Disney? Uh, what month will Guardians open? Will Moonlight Magic make a 2022 return? She she said 2021, but I, yeah. Yeah, I assume she meant 2022. Um, will Boo Bash and Very Marius return to their former parties, or are they here to stay? Um, when will the remaining things return? Top of the world, package delivery, back to the resorts, etc. cetera. Uh, I know these are talked about a lot, but no one knows. Just looking to have some fun with with you guys and best guests. Um, any other bold she wants or reckless not so speculation. Yeah. She wants reckless speculation from exactly. us. Exactly. Uh, any other like, bold or not so bold predictions? All right, all right. Um, uh, let's do this. Guardians. I'm going to say June. How about that? I'm going to go June 2022. Okay. Yeah. That they said summer, right? So they said summer. That feels summer to me. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah. Um, Although they do like to open that stuff on like holiday weeks, I, don't they? I could see September. I, I oh could wow! See You're the, going that far. Yeah. Um, because I could see them. 
uh, using it as a way to bring people in in the fall. Because yeah, I, I don't know what they have lined up for next year, right? Because they've you know they've been pushing the fiftieth this year. I yeah. can see them using it as a way to to draw in crowds going into end of summer into fall. All right. I I do I don't know about Moonlight Magic, right? Like, and you think if Moonlight Magic was going to make a return, that they would have said it at the uh, the uh, uh, condominium association association meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that which was like last week, I think. Um, and they didn't. They didn't say anything about that. And in fact, I I've read a couple scathing commentaries from some uh, DVC people being very angry about them not really mentioning anything. <laughs> so. Well, okay. Here's something to remember, though. With Moonlight yeah. Magic, so so I I didn't start looking at Moonlight Magic until around 2016, but but even before that, um, it so the last couple of years before the pandemic, they announced all the Moonlight Magic stuff at the beginning of the year, but that was sure. because the yeah. demand for it got so high that they they had multiple events planned. Prior to that, I remembered you, you know some Moonlight Magic you'd hear about it like maybe three months ahead because I remember that was an annoyance for me is that I couldn't plan around it because I would yeah. plan a trip and then they would announce like, Oh, moonlight magic is coming. It's like, well, I've already planned my trip. So never mind. Yeah. Um, so just because they didn't announce it at the, uh, um, at the, the uh, condo association meeting doesn't mean doesn't that matter. it's yeah. not going to happen, but I, you know, one don't expect it to come back like it did where they're like, you know, here's, you know, 15 events over the year. I could see them maybe, you know, th- this is a, a very definite maybe, um, like second half of the year, if things are going well enough, I could see them maybe doing one or two events. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think they're kind of still in wait and see mode, right? Exactly. I think they're, they're still trying to see how everything goes. So, uh, and I, I don't know about Boobash and Very Marius. I, I, I don't know. I tend to think that, um, I tend to think that they're going to bring bring back the original parties because they're. I mean, I don't. I know these the other events were more expensive, but like I tend to think they probably make more money on like uh, on on the non after hours events because you have so many more people that can, they can bring in for that. I would I would think, but I, I don't know. And yeah, again, keep in mind this is also, you know, they're probably looking at data for the amount of people that are coming to the parks regularly. Yeah. And like, like you said earlier, it's, it's a matter of numbers. It's a matter of if, if there's not enough people that they see coming to the parks and that they can't run these things properly, you're not yeah. going to see it come back un, until they know they can hit a, you know, a bare minimum of, you know, you know, they'll sell so many tickets. They have enough people to staff these, these events. Cause, cause the other thing to think about too, is that, um, you know, just like any after hours event, they, they have to pay for staffing for that. Right. Like, of course, yeah. and, and the, um, the very Merry Christmas party and boobash, like those, you know, you know what, like, f- you know, five or six hour windows, but they're doing it over multiple times a week. Like that's, that's a lot of additional staff that you yeah. need that, you know, people maybe don't necessarily realize, you know, they're still trying to bring staff back up to the levels that it was before the pandemic. Uh, you know, this year they just didn't have the people to do it next year. Again, you know, we'll have to see how things go. If, if uh, you know, if things Gotta see get, where the world's at, right. Yeah. If we things don't get more and more back to normal, you know, yeah, maybe, but um, I, I think there, there's a lot that has to change before that happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, top of the world, who knows? I, I, I tend to think it is going to come back at some point next year. But again, it's it's one of those that we talked about this before. It's such a small space. It doesn't take, you know, take up that many people. And for it to like make financial sense, they need to have a fairly packed place. So it's just I don't know. I we'll have to see. But I mean, it seems like things a lot of stuff is opening next year. I mean, I think all the resorts are open at this point, save one of the all-star resorts, I think is the only one not open. Um yeah. so it's sports, it, I think. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I think you might be right. It's one of those. I, I don't remember which one, uh, but you know, next year everything is you know could be could be getting a lot better, and then the parks are getting a lot busier again, and then all this stuff comes back. I, I just it's hard to know. I think they're just kind of waiting and seeing, you know. Right now, um, okay, let's get to the reckless speculation part of this. Um, oh, okay. I thought we were already doing that. Well, no, I mean, I, I think we were covering off the things that Rachel mentioned. Yeah. But so so outside of the things that we talked about, is there anything crazy that uh, you could see them doing in the next year? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's who knows when. I mean, they've said nothing about like when Tron's going to open either. Like, you know, we don't have no idea about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. You mean like announcing new stuff they're going to build or like shutting down spaceship earth and finally work at doing that refurbishment that they were going to do. I mean, I, I don't know. Actually, Throwing in a new country in Epcot. I, I feel, um, I, okay. My crazy one for this year is, uh, I could see them starting on the, the redo for splash mountain in 2022. Okay. I know they've yeah, said I see that it, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to take a lot longer, but, I I don't know. I just feel like at some point they'll they'll be like, you know what, we we're at a schedule on this, or we want to get it done early. And it's I don't think it'll be done this year, but I could see them closing down Splash Mountain again later into the year, as you know, maybe maybe around the time that Guardians opens up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. We'll have to see. I don't have anything good. I, I I'm not feeling creative right now. <laughs> Come up with something. <laughs> that's right fair. Now. Yeah. I like Dan's question though. Let's yeah. can we move on to Dan's other question? So same question as last year. Favorite Christmas gift as a kid. His was He Man's Castle Grayskull. But why are we answering a question we've already answered? I don't remember I what don't, I said to this. I don't think we year. answered this last year. I think he asked it on the group last year, but I don't remember answering it last year. I, I think he just asked it last year on the group. I don't I don't think we answered it. I remember I when I go back, what episode was that? I don't oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but listen, it's long enough ago that probably somebody wouldn't have listened to it if we did answer it, so mm-hmm. there you go. All right. Who wants to go first? Or I guess I can. Um, go. Go ahead. Yeah, so so I had that same Castle Grey Skull. I I remember that. It was uh a fantastic playset. Um I also had uh Voltron um, figurine. So, so the, it was the five tigers that assembled together into a robot. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really liked those. Um, but, and actually, yeah, any, any of the transformers, you know, you know, where they all combine together into the bigger robot. I, I loved those, those sets. Um, those were all high on, on my memories of things that, that, uh, I really enjoyed as a kid. Probably the biggest one though, is when I finally got a Nintendo, because yeah. I got it a, 
a couple of years after it came out, like I was one of the last of my friends to get a Nintendo and after begging and pleading with my parents and I finally got it and, and I loved it. Um, you know, I, I still have fond memories of it. Um, I know my parents said this to me a couple of years ago that they were annoyed because I got the Nintendo and then it was like a year later, the super Nintendo came out and <laughs> they were mad because I, you know, I'd spent all that. You the Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then immediately I was begging for the Super Nintendo after that. So nice. Uh, <laughs> but still, all the, all those game systems were, were lots of fond memories. You know, you know, just, you know, playing with my brother, playing with my friends. Um, yeah. That, that was a lot of my childhood. Yeah. I, you know, it, by the way, I looked back at our rundowns from late last year and I don't think we answered this. So I don't, okay. I don't think we actually answered this in the show. Uh, so unless I am missing it, but I, you know, I, I think Nintendo was one for me too. Wait, what episodes also, did you look at? Uh, the last, the, all the ones we did in December. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to check now? Is there somewhere else we should be looking, Damon? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when else would we have answered this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Let's we see ever how thorough Tom was. I'll have to double check the double checker. I mean, listen, I'm multitasking here, so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, wait. Uh, so, I, I listen, Nintendo was one for me, too. Uh, I also really wanted a Sega Genesis when I was a kid, too, and I was very excited when I got that. Yeah, when I got the Genesis. So it was all about the Sega Genesis at the time. Favorite game? Um, Sega Genesis? Yeah. Oh, man. That's tough. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Um <laughs> With Streets of Rage, that was uh, that yes. was Genesis, wasn't? It? I love. Yeah, Streets I feel like it would have to be Altered Beast. Was that out then? Yeah, that, that was, that was a launch title Genesis. with the Genesis. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Streets of Rage, man. I was I was all about Streets of Rage when I was a kid. <laughs> One, two, or three. <laughs> oh man, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't I played remember a lot of Streets of Rage. Two, two yeah. is two and three were good for different reasons, but yeah, yeah. I, I played a lot of two. All right. <laughs> there, there's some interesting damn questions though from last year. What, you want to just revisit all of Dan's questions? <laughs> I don't know. Do you put candy canes on your Christmas trees? Okay. What's the house policy about eating them? I feel like he was a little before his time. Like, now that yes. we're, we're, you know, we a lot more popular, I feel like yeah. he, he would have gotten a little more run in some of these great questions here. <laughs> but you checked, right? You can't find the one about the toy, right? So I did not. I did not find it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would say that, uh, that that was a good question. Um, so... Mine was a toy that I thought I had dreamed about because I could never find it again. And it took me delving into the deep pits of Reddit to get confirmation that such a toy existed um, and the name of it, which I now eludes me. But I made sure that I took a screenshot. So I, if I had to go back and look again, I wouldn't have to worry. I had this this toy. And what it was is that you had a helic. It was a helicopter. But this is a physical toy. So, like, you look through... um this like kind of uh what are those things called like a periscope type sort of things mm -hmm. and you could see underneath it it had a spinning turntable and you would drop bombs from your helicopter right oh, that was my favorite toy of all time oh, wow. and again it took me a while to like find it again and I, you know it's funny because i have most of my stuff no how the heck i ever got rid of this my guess is that somebody else got rid of it for me um <laughs> without my knowledge but I forget the name of it. But again, if it you know is really that important, I, I did have it saved somewhere. But I would say that was probably my favorite toy. And then, I mean, I've had every single game system. I would say my favorite game system of all time was probably the 3DO. Mm -hmm. 
So oh, wow. yeah, that was, and that was super expensive when it came out. So that was a, that was a good, good win when I got that. I feel like yeah, was the a, games, it was hard to, to find some of the games for that one too. I had that basketball game was probably the most fun basketball game I had ever played. I, I really enjoyed the, the 3DO. Nice. I'm also just remembering too, when I got the Ghostbusters, uh, the, 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 uh, firehouse, yeah, the ghost, like With that was slime like seven and everything. Oh man, yeah. that was the coolest, <laughs> and it had like a, it had the pole and everything. Oh, that was awesome. And then I remember I also had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tank that used to shoot like these hard plastic pizzas that if like you hit somebody with it, it would like legitimately hurt. You, you know, and as you bring up tank, I, I the terrible tank was also a super fun game. So look that one up. That's it was like these two tanks that were coming over this hill, and you had to fire these little BBs, and then it would push the, the tank the other way. Well, maybe it was one tank. It was one tank in the middle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you would fire these BBs, and that would make it turn the other way. It was called turn the terrible tank. That was a that was a good one too. So it, it it's funny. Good, sorry. When you started talking, Damon, you, you were describing this toy with a periscope. I actually was expecting you to start describing. Have you ever heard of Captain Power? Yes. Do you do you remember that? I, I yes. thought you were going to go there with no. it. <laughs> no. But I, I I remembered that as you started talking. I was like, man, that was it. It wasn't amazing, but it it was it was crazy for something that came out back in like the the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So your your description of turn the terrible tank was remind me of like crossfire back in the day crossfire <laughs> nobody crossfire it was it a rip off of turn the terrible tank yeah it was it was like you would uh you just had two guns and there would be like spinners in the middle of the board and you would shoot metal BBs at it and try to get it across oh, so kind of yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah yeah I, no, I remember, this I remember commercials for that one yeah, yeah. you'll get yeah. caught up yeah. in the crossfire <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it now now this was. This was a little different because that I see you're trying to shoot that little triangly yeah. thing over there. No, this was just a tank in the middle. Yeah, no, I googled you, it. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It was yeah. super awesome. <laughs> you can buy one on eBay for thirty bucks. Uh, tar- I mean, uh, David. Oh no, I have mine. Oh, you Again, have like okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have mine. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the He Man's Castle Grey School is pretty cool though, too, Dan. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, all all the he like there was a. Oh, I feel yeah. like you got to have the aircraft carrier over the or over that though. Like if I have my choice, the GI Joe aircraft carrier has got to take precedence over that. I I was never a GI Joe fan, so. Oh, yeah. GI Joe, man! I don't know the the new He Man on Netflix is actually really good. I have oh, really? to say, is it? Oh yeah, way better than you would think. It's actually not really about He Man though. It's about um, what's what's uh, Man of Arms' daughter again? Starts with a T. Tila. Yeah, it's about her, but it's really good. It's really good. It's worth a watch. Hmm. One of the things I uh, bought for my brother in law, who's a huge He Man fan, for Christmas this year, I found a book called "What Would Skeletor Do." And uh, it's just like a, it's a stupid book. It's like a real thin book. It was, you know, a couple bucks, but it just. You're I that just, dude that no one wants presents from. That's what it is. You're that <laughs> guy. About? That's funny. <laughs> Man, I don't want presents that I read once and stick on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. What would Skeletor do? <laughs> that, that sounds like it falls in line with the, uh, the He-Man memes that you find. Yeah. On the internet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's... I, I didn't even open it, to be honest with you, before we wrapped it. I should have looked at it, but I just... I was laughing at the cover of it, and it was such a small book. I was like, whatever. It's just funny. It was like yeah. 10 bucks, so... <laughs> Wait, was that the only thing you got him? No, no, no. It was just one of the one of the things. One okay. Of the things, so, yeah. what, what else did you get him? 
Oh man, so he's a big comic book fan. So, but he doesn't like today's comic books as much. He likes like older ones. So I bought him a lot of. Uh, uh, and when I say a lot, I mean uh, you know like a, a a big set of uh, like thirty comic books, random comic books from the eighties and nineties. Okay. So, um, which I just thought would be kind of cool, right? Just yep. some comic books from the eighties and nineties from Marvel, DC, and also independent ones. So. Mm-hmm. He got that, and then I also bought him a board game called Seven Wonders. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. into board games, and so and he doesn't have this one. And I've heard it's good. So oh, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Nice. So <laughs> yeah. so you're forgiven for the 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 terrible Skeletor book, I guess. Yeah, I, <laughs> that yeah, was a gag. That was just that was a silly part of the. Uh, yeah. I've just you know, and again as you continue to get older, you'll realize. Like I just, it was funny. My parents buying my parents something this year. I'm like, oh, I could get them this. I get I'm like, I'm not getting them anything that they need to store ever, right? Like, that's the new yeah. thing. Like, nothing they need to store because it's just it's a pain to store stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I Think it. of it this way. If you buy your parents stuff like that, you're going to be helping them clean it out later. Okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I still wish that there was either some sort of online welcome home podcast uh, board game group or like a D&D group. I'm just I'm very disappointed that there's not such a thing. I well, guess I we're mean, not that big. We time could create yet. it. I mean, we could make it happen. <laughs> I, I want it to happen of its own accord. And all I have to do is like be there. Kind of like the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah all right someone in the group that's a big D person make this happen <laughs> yeah i uh, sorry i i i'm always interested in D, but i could never run a campaign i tried a couple of times and it's, i just want to show up and play man yeah it's it's hard to actually run a campaign <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah all right well all right, all right let's <laughs> we get to this last again. question and then maybe uh we can do the the ad and yeah. talk about some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, do you want to read this one? Yeah. Since I, I think I read the last Yeah. One. So, so Chris via discord says uh, um, question for the next episode. Uh, how are we feeling about the galactic star cruiser given all the attention on the cancellations and underwhelming response to their publicity videos? Are you still interested in going? Hmm. Uh, well, well, first of all, no. we don't. Yeah. What? Now you're <laughs> no. out. Damon? It, <clears throat> I, I, I have know, to maybe. wait and see now. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel, again, my, my biggest thing was I want to be there first because I felt like it's going to get ruined by a bunch of bozos at some point. But now that I can't be there first, I'm kind of out a little bit. Maybe not fully out, but I'm like kind of out. Yeah, you're, you're not out because of like the videos they put out, though, or anything. You're, no, you're I'm out, out because you can't be there first. Like, yeah. yeah, because I think it's going to be not as good. I got you. I guess my thing is we so we were we were talking about it um for next November like we were we were actually going to see if we could work it into our November trip next year but the the recent publicity um I I haven't completely moved away from doing it yet but we're you know we're really waiting to see what's what, this publicity what 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 is this so, what you so, so I don't try put to out a video and yeah, they, they put out a video and they yanked it quickly because. Um, <laughs> Why? What was it? They sh- they were showing off the bridge and they had some. I can't remember. It was some random actor from a sitcom that like had nothing to do with Star Wars. And then it just wasn't a good video. Yeah, it looked. It looked. It, I guess in the 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 Galactic Star Cruiser stuff, like like kind of looked like 
cheesy and cheap and stuff. And that's, but I also look at this as like, they're giving you a preview of something that is not finished. And that's, right. I guess, a good and I, a bad thing, right? But, you know. But are, are they going to completely redesign the consoles between now and March, I guess, would be the thing. Because I, I, I saw some of the pictures. Like, I, I didn't actually get a chance to watch the video before they pulled it down. But some of the, the pictures that I saw, it it looked like the set of, like, the 19, what was it, that 1960s Batman? Like, like how they, how, like, they did, like, the Batcave consoles. Which I get, you know, that's also kind of Star Wars. Kind of Star Wars, yes. Yeah. But it just like it didn't look. It, it looked like that 1960s cheap. But you know what would have happened, <laughs> Trevor? If they made it like super cool, like now, then they would have been like, "Yeah, that doesn't look like Star Wars." Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like if you make it super up to date and like futuristic, then it's like, well, it's not Star Wars. You know. <laughs> what if it was like Galactic Cruiser Star Wars reboot? Like it wasn't like. It was, you know what I mean? Like it was like a reboot, so it could be all new and um, overwhelming. That would be kind of like cool. I guess the way I feel about it, like Battlestar like, Galactica. You know, okay. like that reboot yeah. was fire. Give me the reboot, Galactic Star Cruiser reboot. <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I guess the way I feel about it is it's like the difference between. Um, so, like, when you're talking in Star Wars, like, if you look at, like, Coruscant, Coruscant is very refined and everything looks super futuristic versus, like, the Rebels that, that you know, kind of have that more janky-looking stuff going on. And I feel like the Star Cruiser lean more towards the Rebel side. Like, it looks janky, but they should have made it look more like Coruscant, if that makes sense. But so Star Wars. I guess I guess my my issue here is you're seeing like one small piece of the experience, right? That's also still under construction. Because I I yeah. read I've I've read a couple stories written by because they, they had some like reporters come in from a couple different like uh, popular websites, you know, like I think Nerdist went there, and there there were a couple other ones, and you know, reading those, they had nothing but great things to say about it, right? Like there was no like they weren't saying any of the things about about you know looking cheap or looking bad or anything like that they were like it's still under construction and a lot of these experiences are not done yet you know they're still working on them so i i think they probably made a mistake by putting something out that they thought would get hype and didn't because it's you know just a preview but i don't know i just i think it's premature i think we need to wait and see until it actually opens and see what happens but i i I do think that people are I don't know. I, I think that they're an easy that Disney in general and especially Star Wars fans are, you know, it, it's easily an easy disappointed. <laughs> it's an easy target. Right. And I yeah. feel like there's always like, for example, I, I saw when uh, Disney posted on Instagram, uh, they posted a thing about the, the the they're doing in one of the basketball courts on the cruise line. Right. D- they have it's like a basketball court during the day. And then at night they're doing like a an inflatable like relay race thing right just to repurpose that space and like the first comment i saw on it was like they've just given up they don't care anymore they they just don't care and i'm like did you see the rest of the stuff they're building for that ship like and it's also a basketball court during the day they're just repurposing a space but like that comment was oh they're, they're doing a blow-up thing so they don't care and it's like you know like let's, it, it, let's it's easy to cherry things. pick things that that yeah. align with you know you making a decision which yeah that's yeah i just think it's right now like a popular thing to just rip on disney and star wars and all that so mm-hmm. 
and I, I, I think that the, there are some loud voices on the internet that are doing it, and it's not necessarily the general consensus. And it's just, again, this is a, a preview of something that's not done yet, not open yet. So let's wait till it actually is open. And yeah, and yeah to, to that point, I, I guess that that's my thing with this is that, I you know, this is affecting or all all the impressions around it. I need to see what people actually think because um you know seeing that bit of negative like before all, all before that came out you know I I wasn't really thinking about it I was like yeah you know I'm going to book this I'm going to do it um you know still sounds good I'm second guessing it now because you know what if they are right what if it is something that you know it turns out it's not as good as it should be um the big thing for me is that not only you know it's a lot of money but then on top of that um converting canadian to us makes it even more expensive so i have to really be sure that that what they're doing is something that i want to do and something that that my son wants to do sure. because um and, and like th- this actually started a lot of the conversation between me and my son when, when I, uh, when I saw the stuff about that video was I said, I, I turned him and I said, you know, is, is this something, is this going to actually be something that you're interested in? Like, it's not even, it's not even so much about, you know, are they doing a good job on it? But yeah, I started questioning, you know, is this going to be something that, that, you know, you're going to go and you're going to be engaged on, or are you going to get there and be like, nah, you know, this is, you know, I, I'm not that big of a fan or, you know, I'm sure. just going to sit back in the corner. And and in which case, you know, if I've spent all this money, you know, I don't want my 13 year old sitting in the corner being bored when, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of money. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. I also look at this too, like, uh, you know, talking about the cancellation thing, right? So like people are assuming that a bunch of cancellations happened, because of the videos uh, and also because a lot of dates were sold out and now they're not right. But they also, I think what people fail to realize on this is they, they make you pay in full 90 days ahead of time. Right. Yeah. So I bet a bunch of people cancel because 90 days ahead of time. It's like right now for a lot of these, yeah, a so, lot of these, some, some yeah. people probably booked and then had it on there as a maybe. And then when it came up, went, nah, I'm good. No, I'm not going to pay all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So some people probably did cancel, not maybe because of the videos, maybe not, or, you know, maybe they just decided they didn't want to pay for all that uh, and got ex- overly excited and booked it in the first place. You know, I, I don't think it's a, uh, here's the thing. It, it, like you said, it's, it's not going to, if they didn't do a good enough job on it, then, and it flops, then they're going to have to make changes to it anyway to make it better. Right. So yeah. like they, they're not just going to sit there with an empty hotel that costs a lot of money to run uh, for, you know, all this amount of time. So, so yeah, so I mean, they're going to make changes and uh, if they need to, but I, I just want to see what it's going to look like when it gets open. And, and also, by the way, the cancellation piece too, Disney tends to like open stuff in, in segments. Like who knows if they had the whole, inventory available for some of those dates right like maybe they did they were just releasing stuff in tranches who knows we don't really know right all we know is that there was sold out before and then all of a sudden it became available right so we assume it's cancellations but it's it's uh, it's hard to know right so i'm like i said i'm just waiting to see when this is going to open and see what the reactions are then because everything i've read which i'm i'm more apt to read an article that somebody wrote that got to actually go see it in person and, and, and get the, the atmosphere and get the, you know, the full look at it. than what we saw in a video, you know, that's all. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And, and yeah, you know, I think that this is going to be 
we'll look at this in more in depth in March sure. when yeah. when people actually start going. And and actually, for, one thing I should mention too is that I'm going to break a longstanding rule on this one that. Um, you know how normally I don't like seeing previews of things beforehand. Um, for this, I'm I'm going to ignore that because of the fact that it is such a it's such a big thing. Like it's it's so expensive, and um, I don't want to risk being disappointed by it. I guess is my concern. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. All right, well, why don't we go yeah. ahead and do the ad, and then yeah. we can talk about some other topics. I did not expect us to talk about these questions for this long, which I, at this point I just should. I, I blame Dan because he, he asked a very uh, sensitive question with the, his Castle Grayscale. Yeah. yeah, you start yeah. talking about toys, and then things go off the rails. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm just thinking, too, when I got my game gear when I was a kid, I had <laughs> game gear. Oh, <laughs> man, that was the coolest at the time. Used to play uh, the Lion King game on there all the time. It was like impossible. <laughs> say, Sonic on the Game Gear wasn't that good, but no, it wasn't. That, well, that's a was whole other Game Gear. Should <laughs> do a whole other so tiny. <laughs> should do a whole other podcast to just talk about games from my childhood. Because yeah, I, I I could talk to you for an hour about Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to play Lion King all the time. Lion King was my jam. But yeah, I mean that thing was big. It was heavy. It had a tiny screen. But it was a color screen, if it, I remember correctly, right? It was a color. It was. It, yeah. it was one. Yeah. It, that was the big thing it had over the Game Boy was that it was an actual color screen, and it ate batteries like candy. Yeah, I used to have the extra battery pack. I had the extra battery pack. I remember yeah. I had a whole like suitcase for my Game Gear and all the games and the extra battery. You had a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so DVC rental store. <laughs> oh man. So the DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. And let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. Let's talk about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so lightning lane or lack of lightning. I found this really interesting. Yeah. I would think that they would go the opposite direction as opposed to... So for those that haven't seen this, between December 19th, which if you're listening to this right now, it's past December 19th. So this is happening now. Uh, so between December 19th and January 3rd, obviously Disney anticipating very large crowds, right? Because there's always a lot of crowds the last two weeks of the year. Uh, Expedition Everest, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Frozen Ever After, and Space Mountain will all be included with the Disney Plus, I mean, with the Disney Genie Plus service and not be included as individual Lightning Lane selections. So in other words, they got rid of the pay by ride and they just moved those rides to the regular Genie Plus service. That's... Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's it is backwards. right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would think that they would want to move more. St- I mean, I don't think that they would move more rides to the paper ride side, but to me, the whole idea here is when it's like super busy, those super busy rides, you're making people pay to cut the lines of the super busy rides. But I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to make it. I don't know. It's confusing to me. I, I really don't know what the goal is of this. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I'm, I'm just I'm trying to understand why this makes sense. Um. So okay, one, 
it, let's, I, I guess let, let's talk through this or, or how, how this would look in a scenario, right? So if you left it as lightning lane, you know, people, people will buy a certain amount of lightning lanes, right? Yeah. Like, like there, there is a threshold for how many people will purchase, you know, you know, most one or two per park probably is the cap, but genie plus is meant to be, you know, it, it, it ups the value of genie plus, I guess. Yeah, so it does. So you're actually going to have more people buying genie plus, which is, you know, even though it's a flat rate, you're still getting more guaranteed people buying it so this is this is definitely an incentive for more people to buy genie plus sure but um i I wonder if the thinking too is that um actually yeah that this is probably a better way for them to fill capacity yeah that's kind of what i was thinking what what makes more sense i guess is is getting more people because they probably have less people that buy the individual rides than that buy genie plus right so You're you're getting more people to cut the line, I guess, right? But it's still not as much as it was at FastPass Plus. But it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. So so yeah, what what I'm talking about is yeah, it's you, that's exactly it. you're getting more people to cut the line. But that actually means so more people standing in line. <laughs> well, well, no, less people standing in line because well, if you have more, more people, people standing in the side standby line, I mean, it's, I guess having more attractions eat up people than walking in the streets. Yeah, but but it's also um, well, no, it, it's it's more people having booked times to get on these rides. Yes, yeah, so, so it's, it's it's more scheduled and more. Yeah, but I mean, you have that with Lightning Lane too. But with like, but the, again, not the, not as many people are using Lightning Lane. So so the thing true. is, yeah. the thing is, is if they're not using the Lightning Lanes, then they're filling it with standby people. But that actually, it, 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 th- think about this: is that if if they're not using it, they're filling it with standby, but if um, if people aren't booking those lighting lanes, you end up with just a really crazy long standby line. Whereas if they get people to use Genie Plus, yeah, there's less people actually standing in the line. So it makes so I think maybe what they're trying to do here is they're trying to alleviate the idea that you know how around Christmas you'll see people post like, oh, you know, Space Mountain was like a two and a half hour wait, right? Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to avoid here by giving people. They're trying to incentivize Genie Plus enough that more people will buy it. And then, you know, you've still got just as many people in the park, but you'll have less people actually waiting in the line and they'll be in the virtual queue instead. Okay. So it, yeah, I guess it's, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a perception thing is what I think this is. It's just, a, it's just very interesting that they did this. I, I, I yeah. know that they always kind of said that they could do it, but an obvi- it's an obvious crowd control measure, right? Cause they're doing it for these two weeks, knowing that these are going to be very, very busy times. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting. Whole interesting thing. I, I I think it's it's very smart when when you actually start oh, yeah, really sure. peeling it back and thinking about it. It's it's incredibly smart to do this because they they already know you know people are going to be in a lot of lines and waiting a lot longer than they usually would. Um, but then also you know, yeah you know people are not at this point people are not going to pay for Lightning Lane when they're already grumpy about waiting in line for, you know, potentially hours. Sure. So, but then again, I would pay more money. Like if the, if, if, you know, if Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway had a two hour wait and I could pay 20 bucks to skip the line with an individual lightning lane purchase, I'd probably be more likely to do that. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to wait the two hours. Right. But, but I'm saying it like, it's not like that. That's if you're looking at Mickey and Minnie's in a bubble. 
right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I'm, yeah, of course. I'm talking about like the overall. They're thinking about the overall feel and an impression of the park. If everything is like yeah. two uh, two plus hours wait, you know, you're standing that. You know, if you're standing in the middle of the park and you're looking all directions, and it's like, well, everything is busy. You're not going to go. Well, I'm just going to pay for this one ride and feel good about it. You're going to go. Well, you know, this is dumb. I'm leaving. Right. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but if they if they gave you an option where hey. You know, Genie Plus is here. You know, you can you can fast pass all these rides, and we sweeten the pot by adding in, you know, a couple of of big ticket rides. You know, that may be enough that some people, instead of going, you know, forget this, I'm leaving, actually turn around it and pay for the Genie Plus and utilize that instead. So it actually yeah. it actually makes them more money than going the other way, which you know would be throwing more lightning lanes or, or, you know, charging people more, which is actually funny because this, you know, we were just talking about this with, you know, Bob Chapek and, you know, he's, you know, everyone feels like he's nickel and diming. Um, this, this is actually like, this is going against what everyone is saying. They don't like about him. (laughs) Like he's, he's trying to make a better, a better, customer experience not just squeeze more money out of people well but it's always, but it's not just him yeah. either right like this no is, no and yeah. i i think that genie plus is you know we've talked about this i i do think that genie plus is not necessarily just a cash grab i i think disney also uses price to influence guest behavior and that's what they're doing with this and if you watch that defunct land thing we've talked about a bunch of times mm-hmm. you know it's it, it, that's how it works i mean and you know the whole you hear people say there's no downtimes at Disney anymore, right? And that's what Disney wanted. That's why they changed to the the date-based pricing for their tickets to spread the crowds out throughout the year. And that was very successful because, again, they used pricing to influence behavior. And they're doing the same thing here with Dis- with uh, Genie Plus. I keep wanting to say Disney Plus. There's too many <laughs> pluses. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's interesting how they're doing this and and. I do think they want to have the best possible experience because they are going to be very busy and, you know, they want people to, to not be overly stressed. And if you've been there the week of Christmas or if you've been there around Christmas time, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's, it's really rough. It's, uh, you know, personally don't know why you would move. go, but I, that's because I hate crowds to begin with. So <laughs> yeah, I only did it the one time and we left two days before Christmas and the like the, the the beginning part of it, like the very beginning part, like the whole week before Christmas, it was okay. It was once we got to like two days before Christmas, then it started getting crazy. So, but yeah, I, I understand. I, I don't I don't want to do that again either. I I mean, I can go and see the Christmas decorations anytime in November and the first two weeks of December. I don't have to go during Christmas. Exactly. That's why we're going next November because, you know, I, I can have Christmas in November and I'm fine. There with you it. go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, you want to talk about Indiana Jones? Yeah. Always. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, so, so this is cool. So Indiana Jones is opening, uh, I think today, today. Right? Yeah, actually, yeah, today? As, as we're recording this. So, so <laughs> yeah. So the 19th, which is, which is yesterday, if you're listening to this right now, the, yeah. the first day that we put it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they actually took the time to, um, tweak some of the show. Um, it, it looks like they've, um, are, so some of the quotes from it are, um, you know, the temple scene is still intact, but they've tweaked the dialogue. They've tightened it up a bit and they've made the transition into some of the, sh- the stunts and whatnot a lot cleaner. They've also done some work to, um, to some of the vehicles and whatnot, 
that um it seems like they refurbished yeah. basically everything in the show. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they've redid all the vehicles. They they've repainted. They they've they've done a lot of cleanup on which you know that's fantastic. That uh, yeah, again, this this is what we're talking about. Is, you know, the, these things have been down for a long time, and they're taking opportunities to do things that you know normally they wouldn't be able to do this during normal operation, or it would be you know you would hear about. You know, oh, you know, they're going to close down this show for a year because they have to do the stuff. They've taken the opportunities to do this stuff while it was closed due to the pandemic. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's basically what they're saying. There's, uh, I, I think the one uh, quote I saw was that there wasn't a single part of the show that they didn't look at. What was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here it is. So uh, I wouldn't say this show wouldn't say this is a total refresh, but I would say that every line, every scene, every lighting element has been looked at with a fresh and caring eye. We've revitalized every vehicle on the show. Every set piece has been repainted. They replaced lighting. They replaced the soundboard. They have new sound effects. They have new punching sound effects. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. If I, I liked the campy punch yeah, sound <laughs> <effects>. <laughs> yeah. so they also apparently yeah. added some stunts and some different scenes now the one thing they didn't say in this article is whether they they keep in the uh the the guest interaction let's say yeah the, um the, yeah, yeah that little bit with the uh the the extras right yeah yeah i don't want to ruin it for those who haven't seen it i'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you know what i'm talking about but there are probably some people out there in the audience that have never seen this show uh, and, and there is a surprise thing in the show, assuming it's still there. They they're not mentioning that they got rid of that. So, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either, because that's such a good part of the show, it and it's so great when you see it for the first time. And, oh yeah, I I remember yeah. that too. You know, the first time we watched it, and it just yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, just watching the show the first time is, is great, and even yeah, I think back to the first time my son watched yeah. it. it, you know, once, once you know how the whole show works, you know, watching it with someone who's never seen it is just as much fun too. <laughs> well, it, it should be told subsequent viewings are good too, because you never know like who it's going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you kind of got to guess who, who it is. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Well, I really don't want to do a spoiler, even though the show has been going on for like ever. Uh, <laughs> it's, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Uh, so yeah, it's cool. I'm really glad that they revamped this whole thing, and I, I'm kind of sad it wasn't there when I was there in November because I would have liked to seen it. I haven't seen it in a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Actually, that Christmas trip I was talking about is the last time I saw it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I haven't seen it since uh, 2019. So yeah. or yeah. yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I, I miss it. So uh, cool. What else we got here? Oh, more stuff coming back. We we're yeah. talking about this. That stuff is coming back. Like it's not. There's very few things that uh have been gotten rid of forever, right? So yeah. there's a lot of things that are coming back, and some of those things are coming back on February sixth. And so things like uh, Keys to the Kingdom, which I've done, uh, which Trevor, you should totally do. That that's, that's huge, and I'm I'm so glad that that's coming back. Because yeah. yeah, I've I've wanted to do King, Keys to the Kingdom. I was actually waiting till my son was a little bit older before we do it, but it's definitely on my list. I think there's an age limit actually, so maybe that's uh, that could be part of it. I, I didn't want to try and even attempt taking a, a younger kid on it anyway. Like I, I feel like it's something that you don't appreciate until you're a bit older, and also you know, yeah, you know, kids' attention and whatnot. You know, they they don't want to sit there for hours necessarily so yeah it's it, I, I was just leaving it until you know personally my son was 
you know, at a point where I think he would appreciate it. Yeah, I get that. I, I'm trying to remember what they there's there's also like an age limit. I think it's like 13 or something mm-hmm. back because they don't want to. Yeah. What is that? Where is that? I'm gonna find it. Um, uh, 16. You got to be 16. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got to wait a couple more years anyway, unless you want to leave your kid behind. <laughs> mm, I'm no, not that no. point yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, caring for giants coming back. That one is about the uh the elephants, and a lot of these are Animal Kingdom tours, which Animal yeah. Kingdom has a lot of great tours. Yeah, the, again, uh, the, these are these are great. Car- yeah, caring for giants is the elephants, the wild Africa trek, um, which uh, yeah, it's a really cool one. Yeah, uh, up close with the rhinos as well. Yeah, uh, and savor the savannah. I actually don't. I never heard of this. One. Oh, this is the this is the food tasting one, isn't it? Yeah, this is the one where you like eat at the little like private. Uh, you know, if you're ever in the, the safari and you see like a little gazebo in the middle of the safari, that's where they they eat. So yeah, it, I I haven't done the only one of these I've done is Keys to the Kingdom. I did a different Animal Kingdom one. I don't think it was Caring for Giants. It definitely wasn't the Wild Africa Trek. Although my sister did do Wild Africa Trek and said it was amazing. That's the one where you cross the uh, rope bridge over top yeah. of the uh, crocodiles. Yeah. So that one's pretty cool. Um, and she actually told me. I think I said this probably when I came back from that trip, but she told me that like there's like a lot of missing planks in that bridge. And uh, like it's it's actually a little scary. Like it's 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 legitimately concerning, even though you're you know you're you're like clipped in and like it's Disney and you assume it's safe. It's she said it was a little little scary. So yeah, don't, don't drop your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but um, you know, I've always wanted to do that one too. But uh, yeah, it's again more stuff coming back February six. A lot of this stuff is just you know staffing too, so they're getting some of the staff back and and doing that. So, uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. All right, what else we got here? Flower and Garden Festival. So yeah. this this is a ways out because this doesn't yeah. start until like March, right? Yeah, we got March is right around the corner, right? So uh-huh. <laughs> March second. Yeah, that's that's not that far away. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so they're doing some new topiary. Yeah, have you ever yeah. done Flower and Garden? Uh yeah, actually yeah, we've been there during May once. Uh yeah, a couple years ago. So yeah, we we really enjoyed it. Um, the uh. My wife really, she likes, or the, yeah, the topiaries are definitely a big thing. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she wants to to do gardening, but she's never been good at it. So, <laughs> so she like she likes seeing other people do well at gardening. Gardening. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's it's inter- it is definitely the most uh, beautiful that Epcot ever is, right? So, like mm-hmm. going during this time, Epcot is really well put together and looks really pretty with all the topiaries and all of the the different landscaping they do around the park it's it's very very cool and uh they are going to have 18 outdoor kitchens so you know food food and beverage as usual so <laughs> so that's a big part of this too but they have a picture here of uh of of lion king topiaries i don't know how they do this stuff man <laughs> it's just i don't know how they do it it's just so amazing it, it, it's literally years it takes them to do yeah. this stuff which is crazy if you think about, it. but the, yeah. So these topiaries, these are specific to the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be, uh, so there's going to, what does it say here? The new main entrance topiary display will feature goofy and a 50th themed birthday cake. So there you go. And then some Disney character ones. Of course, they always have the Disney character ones. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some really cool stuff here. I, I really like Flower and Garden. But uh, of course, we'll talk more as we get closer to that. I'm sure we'll get all the food booths and we can start talking about all the different food and all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. 
which is always something that I'm interested in talking about. So, <laughs> and then we just got one more thing on here. We got Disneyland news, and then we can we can close out the year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. The shorter than normal uh, episode. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> which we knew because there there's not a lot going on right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we want to go shorter anyway. A lot of people are, a lot of you that are listening to this, thank you for listening. But there's a lot of listeners that are casual listeners that maybe are just busy with the holidays or not commuting to work and listening to us. So they'll catch up on us next year. So, you know, things tend to slow down this time of year. So exactly. So Disneyland, or let's, let's go over to the West Coast. Yeah. Um, Disneyland Disneyland for last. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As usual, that's, that's fine. Um, Disneyland Resort is offering uh, Southern California residents, a special three day weekday ticket um, for a limited time um, until January 3rd. So this actually um, kind of going in the same vein as what we we're talking about with the, the genie plus changes is they're trying to, they're trying to give people in Southern California some incentive to uh, go during the week versus yes. on weekends, which again, you know, it makes sense. You know, they, they don't want everybody piling in there on a Saturday or a Sunday, especially, you know, looking at when, you know, Christmas is on a Saturday this year. Yep. Uh, they want to make sure that they, they try and spread out the, uh, the crowds as much as possible. Makes sense. And I mean, I've, I've don't have firsthand knowledge of this, but I mean, I've been reading a lot that the, the park seem Disneyland seems extraordinarily busy. I mean, it's, it seems like the parks have been packed that the uh, it's been hard to get a reservation, you know, mm-hmm. from what I've seen of the of the park reservations. So, uh, and then, you know, of course, with all the stuff they're bringing back next year, it's going to be uh, it's tough too. But you know, also typically when they do these kinds of promotions, it's like a gap. You know, they they know that hey, we're going to be a little bit slow during this time. Let's do a promotion to get people in. You know, that's they do. That's what the promotions are for, right? So <laughs> usually, yeah, yeah. But to your point, they're trying to get people on weekdays instead of weekends. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, I, I would rather, I can't think of the last time I was actually in Disneyland on a weekend because we usually, uh, or we'll usually fly in on like a Sunday and then we'll go Monday to Friday and then leave on the Friday or the Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. That's a yeah. good way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine being in Disneyland on a weekend. I, I just, I mean, I, I, I know what, it, you know, what Disney World is like. I can just imagine Disneyland is even more crazy because there's there's a lot more local traffic than you would believe. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and it's this is for a long period of time too. It's it's from visits between January 3rd and May 26th. That's a really long uh thing and and it's uh for as little as $67 per day, which is, you know, pretty dirt cheap per day for for Disney for Disneyland, so. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so this is this is interesting and they're also uh you know, they're doing they're going to have the California Food and Wine Festival, so they're going to do a California Adventure uh, March 4th through the 20, April 26th. They have that going on. And then they're just talking about all the new stuff that they're doing here. Did you see that they can do, you can do a private party in uh, Mickey's Toontown, I guess, before they tear it down? What? <laughs> yeah. Where is that? This is on here. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's number four on the list here. Uh, new limited time birthday experience. Celebrate in Mickey's Toontown. Young families can create special memories by scheduling a private party in Mickey Mouse's house in Mickey's Toontown from, Ju- from January 19th to March 6th. So groups of up to 10 people. <laughs> oh, so they're, uh, that means they're going to close down the meet and greet with Mickey during that time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, but you should probably correct yourself on that. They're not tearing down Toontown. They're redoing it. No, they're redoing <laughs> it, but they're tearing this down, aren't they? I mean, this is they're getting rid of this, aren't they? Well, I I mean, it's... I, I thought mean, it's Mickey's, Mickey's house, house was going, but... Yeah, I know, but I thought Mickey's house was going as part of the refurbishment thing they're doing. I, I thought they were redoing it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to to be fair, Mickey's house, like, it's cool to walk through, but it's a lot of, like... It's basically just a giant queue with a character meet at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can well, see why they would want to to clean that if up. You have, if you have to guess, Trevor, <laughs> mm-hmm. how much do you think this experience costs for a group of 10 people uh, for 90 minutes? Who? Um, not uh, less me, than $1,000. <laughs> oh, no, way less, way less, way really? less. Okay, so this is what it includes. You take a group photo with Mickey. You get a complimentary download of the photo pass during the event. You decorate cupcakes. You participate in hands-on crafts and games uh, for you know kids, and then you guess it, it looks like you get a fast pass to Gadget's Go Coaster at the end. Wait, so that's what okay. you get for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so j- just to give it some context, Gadget's Go Coaster is the same as the Barnstormer. So they're they're offering you yep. a fast pass to the Barnstormer. Yeah, pretty much. They're they're going after mm. little kids here, right? This, yeah. This, this is yeah. <laughs> so it's it's three hundred and fifty dollars per group. Hmm. That's, Which I guess it's not that bad. That no, that's not that bad at all, actually. I mean, for for ten people, like you know, if you split that between a couple of families, that's yeah, that's pretty affordable. It's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think. What's that? The, I, I'm just laughing at the you know. Gadgets go coaster fast pass. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, oh, great, yeah, that's awesome. Where we could wait ten minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, so you know, and they got a bunch of stuff coming back, but they're also doing twenty five percent off on select uh, stays at Disneyland Res- at the hotels of the Disneyland Resort. It says so. It doesn't say what is it? Disneyland Hotel. So the, that's Paradise Pier. That has nothing to do with the the Southern California tickets though that's just, no this is just anybody yeah 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 so that yeah that, that's, that that's actually interesting that they're doing that already because uh usually like the you know those discounts like you said you know it's it's to try and get people to to come in yeah but i figured they were you know or well no i guess it does make sense because you know a lot of the traffic is still local but they're still trying to get people to come to the resort yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly all right. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Oh, um, actually, I should, or I did see a rumor that, uh, or this has been going around a bit, that uh, Typhoon Lagoon might be opening up. I did see that. I only didn't put it on here because I, because it's a rumor. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so the thinking yeah. is, is that Blizzard Beach is going down for refurbishment January third, and which it know. was previously supposed to go down like next week, yeah, and then they pushed it out a week. Yeah, so so the thinking is is you know you can't have no water park. There has to be one water park open. So so what they were thinking is that this whole time there's um, we know there's been refurbishment going on at Typhoon Lagoon. Um, so they're thinking that as Blizzard Beach goes down, Typhoon Lagoon will open up, and then going into like spring, like like March kind of time frame, you'll actually have both water park both water parks open again for the first time in like two years. 
Yeah, I mean, as a rumor, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. But we yeah. just haven't heard anything from Disney I'm, yet, right? I'm hopeful because, honestly, of the, of the two water parks, I, I like Typhoon Lagoon way more than Blizzard Beach. Sure. And um, that would line up perfectly with my trip. So, yeah, I'm hoping. Makes yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you I, you like water parks, right? So and so you like Typhoon Lagoon better, so that's good. Yeah, well, let's hope. I mean, we again, we this is total rumor. We we don't have any confirmation of this, but I'm sure we'll find out something soon since it's you know going to be a couple weeks from now. So yeah, exactly. I, I mean, theoretically, they could keep pushing the date out of uh you know of of the refurbishment for um uh Blizzard Beach, right? And and then so it might not be that date. They already pushed it out once. Yeah, you're right. It could be, yeah, they could be holding off until they know Typhoon Lagoon's ready. Yeah, because I've read that the, uh, you know, again, speculation that the refurbishments of Typhoon Lagoon are taking longer than they thought and are, you know, have been difficult. Mm. So, all right. Well, all right. I, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I we'll guess. Wrap this uh, thing up for the year. Yeah. So, I, um, yeah, first of all, I, I guess to all of our listeners, you know, thank you so much for joining us this last year and, and listening to our shenanigans and, and all that. And uh, I sincerely hope that uh, you all have uh, good holidays. Make sure everyone that you take a break and spend some time with your families. I, I, I said this, uh, I said this before we started that, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a year and I think everyone's ready for a break and just, you know, take some time to rest and, and recover. Because uh, I think we all deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I agree, and uh, you know, thank you to everybody that has has listened. Like like Trevor said, and uh, it's we appreciate all of you, and we really do. Every single person that listens to this, uh, we we really very much appreciate you listening, and and uh, just thank you, and and I hope you continue listening to next year. I hope we see some of you at the meetup next year. Like, yeah, we're 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 excited for all the things that we want to do and, uh, and and continue doing with the show. And so, but we appreciate all of you that support us in whatever way you do. You know, it's you don't have to support us through the Patreon for us to, to appreciate you. Uh, we we appreciate if you just listen, or if you tell a friend about us, or if you get leave us a review, or any of those things we we are just you know over the moon and so uh like i said my christmas present this year leave us a good review but um we we really hope that everybody has happy holidays you know merry christmas to celebrate and happy new year we'll talk to you guys again uh you know in the new year uh you'll still get like i said we'll still get an episode out there we're gonna we're gonna do a a waitlist episode but uh, as far as regular episodes go this is the last time you'll hear from us so uh so okay let's let's wrap up trevor unless there's anything else you wanted to say no, I, I think we're good. So okay. uh, to start it off, if uh, you guys want to reach out to us, you know, make sure you, you email us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, again, love hearing from you guys, you know, just like uh, Joe and Aisha, you know, sent us a great email and, um, you know, keep them coming, guys, because yeah, I'm looking forward to, to connecting more with you guys going into this next year. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great way to do it. If, uh, you want to find us on social media, make sure you, uh, search us up on Facebook as welcome home podcast. You can also join our Facebook group, which is the welcome home Disney waitlist and, uh, interact with some of the other listeners as well. There's, you know, we've got lots of great listeners that, uh, contribute to it and, um, you know, get in on the conversation because, uh, I, I think it's a good one that, that we have going there. 
And if uh, you want to follow us on YouTube, uh, we're also Welcome Home Podcast on there, and Instagram is Welcome Home Picks. YouTube is a great place. If uh, you miss our live shows, you can always catch them on there. As we we hopefully get back to doing more more in the parks type activities, meetups, all that kind of stuff. You'll see you'll see that stuff on Instagram, and yeah, you, um, like I said, the, the live shows always go up on YouTube. So it's a great way to, to keep track of of what we're doing. If you're interested in some merchandise, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out what we've got there. Lots of, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say last minute uh, holiday gift ideas. If if you probably you know, won't get them in time, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, maybe yeah. if, maybe if you're looking for something new in the new year, uh, you know, grab a shirt or a mug or something like that. And uh, and you know, if you if you buy something, you know, make sure you guys share a pic of it because we've we've had our listeners doing that. We we love seeing that uh, you guys are enjoying uh, the merchandise, and uh, you know, I think other people like seeing it as well you know keep sharing that kind of stuff and if you want something totally different make sure you go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod because uh we have some exclusive patreon merchandise there you can't find it on the store it's it's only available to patreon and um so uh contributing to patreon will also get you access to the discord server which is uh it's a little bit different from the facebook group you know it's it's uh um uh, some of the same people, but uh, it, it's it's a lot more direct conversations. I think it, it's more like a forum or, or like a like a live chat almost. So yeah, um, make sure you you guys check that out if uh, if you're interested in connecting with us that way. Uh, and uh, by the way, I want to mention too. Yeah. So Discord access is in every level of the Patreon. So even the lowest level, you can get a, uh, access to the Discord. But also, we do now have an annual uh, feature too, where you can save a little bit by uh, paying annually. So if you want to just do you know do it and get it over with instead of paying monthly, you can do that too and save a little bit. So that's a thing you can do now as well on the Patreon. Yeah. So so consider that if if you're not sure about it. Um, and last but not least, uh, make sure you guys leave us a review on iTunes. If, uh, if you're, if, even if you're listening to us on another platform, um, you know, leaving us a review on iTunes, it helps other people find the podcast. Uh, we do like seeing some of the reviews, um, hopefully they're five stars, but if they're not, that's fine too. But, uh, um, Damon likes one stars, Tom likes five stars, so. Well, yeah, and and for everybody out there, by the way, if you do listen on Spotify, Spotify is about to roll out a rating system as well. We would love to get highly rated on Spotify to help yes. other people on Spotify find us. Uh, so, you know, once that does roll out, please, if you listen to us through Spotify, uh, please rate us on there so we can be found by more people on Spotify too. Exactly. So, and of course, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney DVC. That's us. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC cast member or a Disney representative for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to, I, I, you know, this is the last show of the year. I'll thank all of our sponsors, uh, World of DVC, uh, which includes DVC Resale Market, Monero Financial, and uh, and DVC Rental Store. Uh, they have been great supporters of the show for a long time now. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I have to say I appreciate how many people that listen to the show that go to them and, and you know, do business with them uh, because they heard about it on the show. We hear it all the time. And it's amazing. 
uh, and and it's really it makes us feel really good that you guys are, are you know doing that because you heard it on the show so uh please check them out continue to support them and uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you next year this is skipper albert awol the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is not